0: everyone and welcome to minute 89 of season four of movie rob minutes daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 billy crystal Meg ryan rom-com when harry met sally one minute at a time i'm rob and joining me today is dana nachman award-winning documentary director producer and a whole bunch of other different hats that she likes to wear all the time welcome back this season dana
1: thank you I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad to have have been able to find some time in your very busy schedule for you to, to join us, you know, even if it's just for, for one or two episodes. So that, that still works. That's great. So thank you. Thank you for yeah. making the time.
1: <laughs> Pleasure.
0: Yeah. So minute 89 begins with Sally making a decision and ends with Harry trying to cut Sally off at the pass. So, I mean, yesterday's episode, basically what we were talking, we, we were showing, you know, uh, the, the, basically, the, this whole week Harry's been reminiscing about everything that's happened over the last, uh, uh, I guess, almost twelve years, trying to to make sense of everything, trying to figure out where where he is and what what he wants. And you know, he comes to the decision that he wants to, you know, he he goes out for a walk, he starts running, and you know, this this minute begins with him, you know, trying to get to this party, you know, the Tyler's party. You know, we we don't know exactly where the party is. It's somewhere in New York. But, you know, he he does like a whole trip all across New York just to get to this uh, uh, just to get to this party in time. You know, so it's it's a good thing. I don't know New York geography well enough to really know all the different places that he that he has jumped back and forth through. But, you know, I I know that he it's not something that's just around the corner. That's for sure uh, do, do you know new York geography at all
1: i do i'm I'm from New York, well, I'm not from the city, but I lived in the city I went to n y u but I can't really tell what, yeah. i didn't uh I mean the editing I,
0: makes it makes it seem in some ways that it's somewhat close but also somewhat far, you know 'cause like we we saw that yeah. he was trying to trying to grab a taxi right you know and 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 then in the end he just runs it, so it's not as if the taxi really needed to take him very far, you know it's just a few right. blocks
1: and it's very notoriously hard to find a taxi on new year's eve in
0: new york (laughs) especially you know moments before midnight
1: (laughs) yeah i bet you know i was just looking at the stairs going up to that party i i bet somebody could know where that is (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm sure
0: i'm sure they can i mean in the commentary they don't mention where it is i mean harry mentioned a few weeks ago you know when he was talking to sally asking her if she was going to tyler's party now what what makes it really funny for me and I, i mean i mentioned this before but you know she Last year, when they were at the party, it wasn't in this extravagant uh, ballroom or anything like that. It looked like it was in someone's penthouse or something like that. So it, it wow. doesn't sound as if it was the same people. You know, it's like, well, uh. maybe it is. Maybe it's the Tyler's, you know, last year did it in a penthouse, and this year they're doing it in a ballroom. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny they didn't do it in the same location.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It would have it would have worked much oh, but
1: better. Well, they wanted the finale to be very, you know, grand. Probably. Yeah. Of
0: so. course. No, that that's fine. So they should have put them last year also in the ballroom. You know. Yeah. Because like it, it just was very strange that Harry says to Sally, you know, you're going to the Tyler's party. It makes it seem as if okay, this is a party that we go to every year. You know. Right. So, and it's just not the same. You know, and Sally finally she's just really fed up and decides she's, you know, she's she's lonely. She doesn't want to be in this place by herself you know, the whole uh, idea of being alone at the strike of midnight on on, on, at, on uh, New Year's. You know, she just doesn't want that. So, you know, right. she walks over to, to Jess and Marie and just says, all right, I'm going. Yeah. And the response that she gets is, hey, it's almost midnight. So then she says, well, the thought of not kissing somebody is just, and then Jess says, I'll kiss you. And right. I, it's actually pretty funny because, you know, uh, up until now we don't really see that she has had much interactions with Jess. You know, Marie is her best friend. Jess is Harry's best friend. And the times that they've interacted, it's, you know, they they had the, that bad date, you know, a year ago. But other than that, even at the wedding, we just saw, you know, that she was the maid of honor and that he makes a toast to them, you know, to Harry and Sally. But, you know, for him to offer to to, to kiss her, you know, at midnight, It seems a little awkward. I mean, it is a friendly thing that he wants to do. He wants to do something for his wife's best friend. But it's just, you know, uh, I I don't know if that really is what, you know, she's looking for. I mean, people, when people are waiting at midnight for that midnight kiss, it's with someone who they love. It's not just, you know, (laughs) I mean, Sally was talking uh, last, uh, was it two weeks ago about not not wanting to be a consolation prize? You know, that's what she would be to Jess. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't sure. doesn't really make sense the whole thing, but I mean I can, I guess you could say it's somewhat chivalrous what what he's offering anyway. You know he is trying to to keep his wife's best friend from from running away from the party. So, right.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a little bit of a throwaway line. Yeah. And there, there's not very many of those in this
0: movie. No, so no, quite- no, 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 no. I mean, the, the, as I mean, you 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 know from from you know being an, being an expert on on the, you know on films and script writing and all that stuff. I mean. You, you know, this is good dialogue.
1: <laughs> so, oh, yeah. a line like That's that. So, good. so <laughs> is... many good, I was I was uh, noting that when I was watching the film, there's just so many memorable lines in it, just so, 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 so many off off the very beginning of it, even, in the first few minutes. They're just mm-hmm. iconic lines, really right. good
0: dialogue. Right, I think about it, this movie came out uh, 34 years ago, and you know, a lot of the lines are still very quotable and very relevant today.
1: Yeah, totally. You know,
0: it, it, it's, it's a movie that really has uh, stood the test of time, you know, at least over yeah, the last definitely. three decades. You know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I really enjoy it again <laughs> this time.
0: Yeah, that's true. And then the, the scene changes and we get Harry, you know, he's once again still trying to fly, flag down a, a taxi to go those those few blocks that he needs to go. You know, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> and as you said i mean all the taxis are busy they're they're full and you you see i think two there there are two taxis that go by as he's trying to to flag them down you know and the thing i find really funny is he's trying to flag down a taxi that is going the opposite direction of where he wants to go right because they're on the opposite side of the street and then he just yeah. you know decides that he's still going to 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 run it you know to 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 go wherever this party is you know he yeah. like goes through this this crowd of there's like these four people that are standing there with these like really funny hats. I don't know if you notice them in the, in the background. Um, they, they look like party hats that these yeah. people are wearing. You see them just for a fraction of a second. And then we, we go back into the the party and, you know, Marie is trying to convince Sally to stay. she goes, come on, stay, please. She goes, I just have to go. Oh, wait two more minutes. And you know, it's funny that at 11:58 is when she decides she wants to leave.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So you you'd think that she would have wanted to have left much earlier if she was right. realizing. I guess I guess it's because things are getting closer to that midnight point. Yes. You know, even even though we've seen over the last few days how terrible of a time she's having, you know, with all these guys, you know, the guy who's trying to dance with her and the guys who's telling the you know the weird joke and all those things
1: right so, she's trying to keep it together but she can't
0: yeah that's true um I mean she she is appreciative of the fact that they're trying to keep her there but you know I don't know i I just think it's strange that she's decided to leave at 1158 you know right it's, it's, <laughs> if if I was in a situation where I didn't want to be there I would leave maybe half hour before you know I wouldn't wait until the very very last minute what it's is she hoping that she'll like meet someone who she will want to kiss at midnight?
1: Yeah, she just has had it,
0: yeah that's true and and then the the shot goes back and we get to see Harry running again, and it's just really funny watching Billy Crystal run here because he's you know the 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 way that 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 it's shot it looks like he's over exerting himself. You know, uh, more than than he should be with the way that he's he's running. You know, especially when they'd have the close up of him doing it. You know, where we see him from. You know, we we see him like running towards us, basically just his face. You know, do you, you think that that's like a fake shot of him running?
1: I don't think so. Because I mean, the one, because it means the one it means the person in the, the
0: camera has to you know uh, they have to have it on a dolly that's going to go back and catch him as he's running towards them and stay at the. Right. Same. But but they also stay at the same distance the whole time, right? You know, this was this you know, was before they used steadicams.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe, but it's moving. I don't know. You mean right before he turns the corner? Yeah, yeah
0: right yeah. before he turns the corner.
1: Um, I don't know because the background's moving. Mm. I I I think it's real.
0: I, I'm. It's very possible it's real. I mean, I'm just. I I, I, I mean, you know more the from the car. aspect of of how you would how you would frame a shot like this. You know, how how would yeah. if you didn't have a steady cam, because I don't think they had steady cams that they were really using in nineteen eighty nine. You know Yeah,
1: I would put that on a like on a car or some kind of a golf cart or something.
0: But how would you keep the same distance the whole time from, from the from the it's actor, not that long.
1: Right? Look how long look how not long it is. It's it's one, two, three, four it's like five seconds and you could see it does change a little bit in the middle. I'd say that they could get five seconds worth.
0: Oh, you're that's right. Yeah. I, I see. Do. I see that it does move back and forth. You're right. Okay. So it is. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's on a, on a car or a golf cart. You're right. Kind of see, see, I need you for things like this. That You know, <laughs> you, can, you can tell me how things practically are done.
1: I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's what I would That's how I would first go to, to do it and i think um with regard to like him really running like around that corner he's really all out sprinting and i think you know the t- the clock is ticking literally to midnight, to midnight. and so i think he wants yeah so i think that that pressure he's trying to get there before midnight she's le- you know she wants to leave before midnight so that pressure is coming together from both ends that's what i think is pretty amazing about this the tension is ratcheted up because of the time even though it's kind of arbitrary to worry about you know, New Year's on the, you know, when the ball drops, but I think that's what they're trying to do here is ratchet up the tension.
0: Right. That's true. And, and I mean, you could probably explain this better than, than, than I could, but I like the fact that you see him running from right to left and she's getting ready to leave left to right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, right to, to left. Even when he goes into the
0: No, door? when you see him turn the corner, he's running towards us. Oh. He's coming from the right-hand side, you know, before mm-hmm. he gets to the, to the door. Yeah. And then when she's leaving, she's going in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Really nice.
0: You know, that's just to make us think that uh, that they're actually walking towards each other, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's right. really good.
0: Right. And I, I love how he struggles to open the door when he's trying to get in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Trying to... I wonder how many times they had to do that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There are, there are scenes here that on the commentary that with, with there's, there's a commentary track with uh, Rob Reiner, Nora Ephron and Billy Crystal. And there are a few scenes where they said they did them about 60 times. You know, the oh, wow. the, the scene where, where the four of them are, are on the phone, you know, while Justin and oh, Maria yeah. are in bed. Yeah. They said that, uh, I think Rob Reiner said they did that 62 times or something like that. And they got it almost perfect at 50 something. And then one of them flubbed something at the very end. So they needed to redo it. Oh, wow. And I think they said they did the orgasm scene 20 times or something like that.
1: Oh, that's a lot of effort.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, again, I mean, that, that was something we discussed weeks ago. The, that was uh, Meg Ryan's idea to to have that take place in a, a deli, you know, in, oh, in front of a whole crowd of people. Uh-huh. You know, but the thing yes. I find the funniest about it is, is that apparently Rob Reiner needed to show her how that scene should be done, and he sat there and and played the, her part, you know, for one of the takes.
1: That's funny.
0: Yeah, and he said that uh, you know you've you've never been anywhere be- until you needed to fake an orgasm in front of your mother, because his mother plays the woman, you know, who says uh, I'll, have oh, really? I'll have what
1: she's having. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yes. That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we 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 see Sally walking, you know, trying to leave. And then she looks, and we see like surprise on her face. And then Harry, you know, uh, comes up the stairs, still completely exhausted. You can see that he's sweating from from his his run. You know, he's looking around trying to find Sally, but she she's already found him, mm-hmm. and she's a little shocked that he's there. And I, you know, she's like she doesn't smile. But what do you think? What do you think is going through her mind at this point? Do you think she's like, what is he doing here, or I'm actually somewhat grateful that he's here?
1: I thought her look was like resolve, like not to talk to him. That's what I thought that look was.
0: Okay, you mean she, meaning she he's here, but I don't want to have anything to do with him still.
1: Yes, that's what I thought.
0: So maybe she's thinking to herself, you know, I can't believe that he's here. You know, why is he? Why is he bothering me? <laughs> why is he? You know, why is he still after me? Why is
1: he talking? Yeah, I mean, me? I think she kind of knows. And she's like, I'm not buying it. That's what I took from it.
0: Okay. That, that, that's a fair assessment of, of the whole thing. And then Harry, the, the shot goes back to Harry and he finally sees her and starts walking towards the camera. Apparently, you know, towards Sally as, uh, yeah. you know, where she's, uh, where she's standing there. Um, and I, yeah. I, I like the way they do this. I like the, I mean, the, apparently in, in the original script, they didn't get together in the end. And they decided, yeah, they decided that, that, uh, you know, they needed to to have these two characters get together. There's, you know, and, and I I think,
1: when did they make that decision when they were shooting or before?
0: uh, Beforehand. Uh, Actually, did they, I don't remember if I'm trying to remember if when I was listening to the commentary, they said that they filmed it and then changed it. I I, I don't remember. I don't remember at this point. Um, I'll
1: have to listen to the commentary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What what what's your history with this movie? Do you do you remember like when when you first saw this?
1: I do. Yeah. I saw it. Um did it come out in the summer? Yes. Just because I saw it in the yes.
0: summer. It came out in July. Yeah. July yeah, July saw... 14th or 15th, if I remember correctly. Yep.
1: Yeah, we were on vacation um in the Jersey shore. Um and it was my parents and two friends and I. Um, and we rented a house and we went to see it there. I remember very specifically.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. No, so it was the 21st yeah. of July. It came out in
1: 1989. Yeah. It was awesome. Great film. I mean, so I was um, like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting to, I mean, I probably love it more now. Wait, were you, but then do I, you remember I,
0: if you were embarrassed to, to watch parts of it with your parents?
1: I don't know. I think they were sitting, I don't, I don't really remember them like right next to me like maybe they were sitting you know my friends were there so maybe we were sitting by ourselves I I don't know Mm -hmm. um I I don't I don't remember that exactly but I I do remember a couple years later I was in college and I had a very close guy friend and and it was always a recurring theme that he said oh girls and guys can't be friends (laughs) and that always became (laughs) we were very good friends and it always became a recurring you know question it's like this I guess this Still, I, and like you said before, it's an in- enduring question of whether it can can or can't be.
0: All right. And so. is your opinion on that question different now than it was then?
1: I think I always thought men and women could be friends, and I still think that.
0: So but this I, close, I think I... that's you see, that's the that's uh... that's the, the the distinction that I would make here. You know, I would say that that men and women can be friends, but to be so, as close as Harry and Sally were for this entire you know year. Uh, I I think they they oh, like after I after? think at some point they they crossed the the the, yeah. the point of no return I guess you can say before they even had sex. yeah
1: yeah I agree um yeah I think it has to stop some like there has to be something about the person that that you find too annoying to be with romantically right. <laughs> that like you know and if you don't find that then yeah then it's a
0: problem right okay that makes sense
1: yeah or just not compatible you know right like, you don't have the same in i mean yeah
0: right
1: he needs a little, something extra
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess so <laughs> so is there anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the the script
1: um no i mean i'm, I'm just like kind of parked on the last shot and i love like the framing of that shot is so great you know with the lights the tree there's a tree with lights on it mm-hmm. um on the right third and then he's in the center and then there's a extra behind him I mean just it's so good everything about it is so just yeah it's really a great shot Right. her shot, her shot's also great with like all that um, all that happening behind her you know bokeh like that and the lights of the party like it's just great and the balloons um, yeah no I think the shots are the running shots like you said are great I mean, just they're also perfectly done.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it's it's great, and it's also a great spot for for this minute to end. Yeah, you know, for us to have that the cliffhanger till tomorrow. You know, about the the way that, that it that it sets things up. You know, it's not in the middle of their conversation; it's right before. You know, you can see that they're both they both have something to say. You know, so uh, right you know, from that, we'll have to wait until tomorrow to hear what they have to say. So the, right, right. the the script is pretty much the same thing. It's just, it's very descriptive for this minute. There isn't very much, I mean, we didn't have any dialogue either, but we had very little dialogue between, you know, Jess, Marie, and and, and Sally. So it says here, right. uh, it's almost midnight, balloons, confetti, and mirrored ball spinning slowly around. The excitement in the room builds as we approach midnight. We see Sally with a group of friends, including Jess and Marie. So you say, that's interesting. They make it t- in the movie. It seems as if she's only there with Jess and Marie. But, you know, yeah. the script makes it sound as if there's a whole group of friends there, which I think maybe she would feel more comfortable if she was with a group of friends as opposed to just being with one couple.
1: It also doesn't seem like she's with a group of friends in this minute. No, that's it what I'm saying. That?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. In I mean, the script, it says that that they're with a group of friends.
1: Right. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Right. In this minute, it doesn't seem like that at
0: all. Right. No, not, not even the, the minutes that we just discussed the last few days. You know, it, it yeah. seems as if she's basically, she feels like a third wielder the whole time.
1: Yeah. Or I was actually wondering at first whether she had a date and it just wasn't a very good date.
0: Well, she was dancing with somebody earlier in this week. So is that her date or not? Yeah. I mean, we discussed it a little right. bit uh, a few days ago, but I don't know. Don't really yeah. know if that was really, because the, the guy who was telling a joke was someone else. So, you know, yeah. so it's a little strange if it was, you know, she was there with someone on a date and then, you know, she started talking to somebody else also. I don't know. Right.
1: Right. 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 right.
0: And then it says, uh, you know, then we have the dialogue that she says, I'm going. And Marie says it's almost midnight. And she says, I can't stand the thought of not kissing somebody. So then Jess says, big deal. I'll kiss you. So I'm glad they cut out that big deal because that, that the I'll kiss you was a throwaway line, you know, as we mentioned before. But the, him saying "big deal, I'll kiss you," that that makes it seem as if it's it's even less impactful. The fact that yeah. uh, you know that he's offering that, and she goes, "Thanks, Jess, yeah. but I have to go." Yeah. And then it says, uh, "Harry is still running, looking for a cab. He can't find one. He keeps running. Sally at the closet, closet, putting on her coat. Harry running down the street. Sally is kissing Jess and Marie goodbye. Wait two more minutes." Sally says, I'll call you tomorrow. She turns to go. She stops dead in her tracks. It's Harry. Slowly, he comes towards her and stops in front of her. So, I mean, that, that's pretty much, I mean, I, I love the, I mean, you, you as someone who, who has written scripts and stuff like that, I, you know, do you usually, I mean, I know you mostly do documentaries, but do you try to be as descriptive as possible in the script itself? Or do you just let things, uh, you know, flow uh, later on? You know, do you let the, the the people who you're filming decide how they want to do things?
1: Um, I think it's always best to have, like, the script be as um, descriptive as possible because you can't get anybody to be in your film or collaborate with you in your film unless they like what's on the page. And then after it's on the page, it really – like, actually, I was just talking to a friend, of, uh, you know, a director friend of mine this morning and saying how – um the script that we read she said oh did you like it and i said oh i liked it and you know i didn't like love love it but uh and she said oh but you know the actors make it their own and so i think the actors do make it their own and and the you know the dp makes it their own everybody does that but i think this you know in order to get people involved you have to make sure that they they like it by what's on the page and then it only gets better from
0: there right okay that's fair um because, I mean, one of the things, that, I mean, every day we've been talking about the script and there are some significant changes that were made. There, most of the scenes are in there. I think that we had maybe two scenes that were, that were completely cut out from the, from, from the shooting script. There are lines that were, that were changed here and there. Um, and, you know, as we pointed out even today, there's a little bit of changes in the, in the descriptions sometimes. But overall, you know, it's pretty much, uh, you know, pretty faithful to, to the script that uh, that i have here
1: yeah and what um like do you remember was this nora efron's first big script
0: this wasn't her first this is this was her first rom-com i think because she did uh heartburn beforehand which was based on a book that mm-hmm. she had written you know about her her own divorce from bernstein
1: right yeah because i think like the more the reason i ask is like the more established well a the the I mean, the script is so amazing. Right, she wrote Silkwood also
0: it. beforehand. She wrote Cookie. Oh, yeah. Right, so this this was the first this was the first uh, rom-com.
1: Yeah, so I think, like, the more established um, the writer is, the less people are going to futz with it. Um, and, you know, so that gives them more, you know, the studios probably will get in the way less, too. Um, so she had a lot of credibility at this point. Um, and it was just so great yeah <laughs> undeniably yeah
0: no but I think yeah. it's also has to do with the fact that that you know this was a full collaboration with Rob Reiner who was directing
1: right you know he
0: right Harry is is somewhat based on Rob Reiner and Sally is based on Nora Ephron you know so right. maybe that was also part of it because Rob Reiner was was very hot at this point in Hollywood right you know from yeah. from from
1: you had her back, that's
0: right from the yeah from the the, the mid eighties you know to to the beginning of the nineties he was untouchable and he had so many great hits so right you know if if he was backing this completely you know even if nora was had only written you know three movies beforehand uh this this was this is probably actually this is probably her biggest hit also everything that she's done yeah. even though she, she did direct also and stuff like that you know she did sleepless and she also did you've got mail um but I yeah I, I don't think that there's anything that she made that was that was bigger than this
1: yeah I mean it was just so it's like always on every list is the top number one rom-com of all time we'll, we'll, we'll get there yeah. we'll
0: get there tomorrow tomorrow we'll get your list of what you think are the, are the top rom-coms you know but, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait until tomorrow. But uh, I think you're giving us a little bit of a preview of, of what everyone thinks, not necessarily what Dana thinks. So we'll have to, right, we'll have exactly. to, we'll have to wait and see about that one.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So every Thursday we have a segment called "Off the Beaten Track: uh, Dating, Courting Edition." where uh, my guest will give some sort of uh, adventure, misadventure, story, anecdote about something that happened to them over the course of their life that has something to do with either dating or courting. So Dana, you have a story for us? Yes.
1: Um, so it was like, I could do a one-two punch. So they both involve, well, I won't give the ending, <laughs> but so the first date, well, I will say they were both with my now husband. So. Okay. <laughs> so you could- it was a good ending. Um, but so our first date um, was a we met online on a on a site called J date, which is for Jewish
0: people. Yeah, I'm familiar with J date.
1: Oh, does it? Yeah, it's, it's not just in America. No, no, game, no, so no, yeah, no. So there
0: there are Jews in Israel too. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> what a surprise! Um, I mean, again, I haven't I haven't used it in 20 something years, but yeah, I don't even know if it's still around. Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I don't know either. I bet it is. Um. So we met on J date. Um. And uh, I actually had just broken up with somebody um, and my mom was like, you should go on J-Date. And so I just did it kind of as a lark. Um, and so I I wrote to two people and my husband was one of them and he and I were going on a date. So he recommended we go to this restaurant, like a Cuban restaurant that was like, I didn't know this at the time, but it was literally like he could walk there from his house. And so I had to drive, it was like a different city. So I, I drove like a half hour. Um, <laughs> so he was like putting as as little effort as possible in this um, date. And then, but I have to say, just so that I'm not painting myself as the best, but I was super late. Like I was really, really late, like at least a half hour. I was like doing something with a friend and just, I don't know. So I was late. He was waiting and it turned out the restaurant was closed. So he didn't even bother to like <laughs> check that it was open. It was like a <laughs> Sunday night. And it was closed. So, but we ended up going, um to a bar like a dive bar that was near um right down the street from there um a really cool and so it, it was actually meant to be because instead of it being kind of like this nice restaurant it w- we ended up at this like dive bar that had like peanut shells on the ground and we both really liked that um <laughs> and it, it was really fun and then it became like we would go there for every anniversary and we would go there like our, we brought our kids they they really liked people who met at this bar it was oh, like wow. a, it, um, we lived near Stanford University so it was like a Stanford um, hang out it sadly closed during COVID but it was a very famous bar that was open forever oh, wow. um, so that was our first date but then our third date was really I thought really funny because he called up um, and was like it had just we were both skiers and he's like there's really good conditions do you want to go skiing tomorrow and I was out for brunch with some friends and I said I was like let me call you back and then I went back to my fr- brunch with my friends I was like I don't know that's like a big commitment like it takes like you know three hours to drive there and then you ski all day with somebody and then three hours home i'm like that's a pretty big commitment like i don't know if we'll have enough to talk about and whatever they were like oh you should just go and so then he showed up in my house at, like 6 a.m with donuts and we, we went and then we were in the parking lot and then his brother like saunters over i was like is this like a setup like you know and so his brother but it turns out now i you know i obviously know them a lot better but like they just happened to see each other i wasn't planned <laughs> and, like no it wasn't and we <laughs> skied with his brother all day and then on the way home he's like so that was fun and it was fun meeting his brother on the way home he's like do you want to stop in and meet my parents because like they lived like halfway between like uh where the ski mountains are and san francisco and i was like all right i mean it was just so strange to like meet somebody's parents on the third date yeah, you know seriously. and I was, <laughs> the whole and like <laughs> the whole thing was like and now I was like what were you thinking that's a little crazy he's like I actually don't know I don't know what I was thinking and so yeah, but if it worked it out, out then who
0: cares you know
1: yeah yeah and I could tell uh at that meeting his mom was very interested to know if I was Jewish like that <laughs> that was something that was like you could see she was fishing to know <laughs> uh, she didn't know that you met on jaded <laughs> No, she didn't know anything. Like I don't even think they knew. Like you know, I mean, we'd only know each other for like a week, and so. It was well, if they funny. would have said, anyway. if,
0: if he would have introduced you as Dana Nachman, I think your parents would have figured it yeah, out. They yeah,
1: they didn't. he didn't do that. <laughs> so anyway, that that was pretty funny. Like he, he was kind of potentially botching all of our first dates, but it worked out. Hey,
0: why not? <laughs> Does he still do that after all these years?
1: Uh, which part botching? Yeah. <laughs> no, go on. Really, any
0: dates. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's fair.
1: <laughs> he owes me a lot of dates because he just broke his leg skiing um about six weeks ago. So, like, I am the house servant, so he's going to owe me lots of dates when we're finished with this. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, but he's doing
0: better. Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right. So, because you, you weren't with us at the beginning of the week, uh we usually do this on Monday, but, well, you know, I still want to get your opinion on this. So, every Monday we have a segment yeah. called Meg Ryan Monday where my guests will give their top five meg ryan performances so dana what have you got for us start with your number five and work your way up
1: okay i'd say number five is top gun that was a very small part but really impactful mm-hmm. um four is city of angels three is sleepless in seattle two is you've got mail and one is when harry Sally. all right very
0: cool Okay, so also since since you weren't with us yesterday, so every Wednesday we have a segment called Harry Burns Hunt Day, where my guests will give their top five uh, Billy Crystal performances. So uh Dana, you want to give us give us those also?
1: Sure. Okay, number five would be Monsters Inc. Number four would be Spinal Tap. Number three would be Princess Bride. Uh Two is Analyze This, and one is When Harry met Her. It's Holly. Okay.
0: Very cool. Very cool. All right. So, Dana, you want to tell people how they can uh, get in touch with you?
1: Sure. I have a website, um, dananachman.com. Um, that's the – you can get my email from there. And um, I'm on Instagram. I think dana.nachman at Instagram. Uh, I sh- mm,
0: that's about it. Okay. And Finding Me is very simple. Just do a quick search for a movie around Minute. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on my website, MoverUpMinute.com. So, Dana, you feel like uh, coming back tomorrow to finish off uh, the week with us? Maybe we'll we'll actually get some dialogue between Harry and Sally?
1: Yes, sure.
0: (laughs) All right, great. So, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having.
1: I'll have what she's having.
0: Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you still It had to be you, wonderful you, had to be you.